Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode 73. So if you were listening to this at the time of the airing, the original airing of this episode, then you have a couple of weeks still, because it should still be the middle of December. You have a couple of weeks still to win a $50 Amazon gift card with approximately three to four minutes of your time. Okay, it would really help me out. It would really help out uh, the person on the other end of this that you would be tagging. I'll talk about that in a second. And um, it also potentially help yourself out at getting a chance uh, to win a $50 gift card to Amazon. So all you need to do to be entered into the contest to win this, again, it's like three to four minutes of your time. Just go over to iTunes, leave a rating and a review for this podcast, for the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. Okay, screenshot the review. So if you're doing this on your phone, just take a screenshot and then post that screenshot in your Instagram stories or your Facebook stories or both if you want a second chance of winning. And in that in that post, in that post in your story, tag me, okay, Gordon Light, and tag a friend, any friend. Um, this does a few things. One, obviously the reviews help me. They help the podcast grow. They help me get awareness and distribution to new people, new audience members, new future potential audience members. And also, uh, you if by tagging a friend, you are exposing them to the podcast. You are helping them become more educated, help them become more knowledgeable. So ideally, you would tag someone who would be an ideal person to receive the words that the podcast uh, conveys and the things we talk about and uh, what we stand for here. And then also yourself, again, potentially winning that Amazon gift card. So all the winners will be announced in January. I'm going to give away four of these, okay? The podcast isn't that big yet, guys. So you still have a chance, a very good chance of winning one of these gift cards with just a couple minutes of your time. Uh, so anyway, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm very, very glad you're here. And also, I want to take a second to tell you what the strength of body and mind is all about. Actually, whether you're in, uh, you've been a listener for a while or you're brand new, uh, this is going to resonate with you because I think I'll be articulating it a little bit differently from here on out because I think it makes a little bit more sense. Even though to me it means the same thing, uh, I think this will be clearer for a lot of people. Okay. So, the strength of body and mind is really about one thing. Okay. So over the last 10 years that I've been in fitness, okay, the last 10 years, uh, almost 11, but over the last 10 years that I've been in fitness, what I've found is that people who do not succeed in fitness, who are not able to achieve their fitness results are because of one thing. Okay. It's one thing. And that is that they cannot get themselves into this mindset, the right mindset, 
where they are able to receive the benefits and the results that they want. Okay. It's not about achieving the results. Okay. It's really about receiving the results. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that at like fundamentally as humans, we're all capable of the same thing when it comes to fitness. We're all capable of lifting weights. We are all capable of eating the right nutrition. We are all capable of having the willpower. We are all capable of hiring someone to be our accountability partner and all that. Okay. But there's one thing that is so hard to measure. All those things are measurable basically, right? They're all very measurable, but there's one thing that's hard to measure almost impossible sometimes. Okay. And that is, do you have the mindset of someone who was willing to accept and receive success? Okay. Now, cause it sounds easy, but it's actually not, it's actually not you. If you're not in the mindset of receiving success and receiving the results that you want, then you won't get them. Okay. You will not get them. You won't work hard enough you won't eat properly. You won't do all the little things. Okay. There's a million little things. This is a part, there's a parts of fitness that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, and they don't really, it's, 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 I mean, it's difficult to talk about for one, but a lot of people don't talk about it because it's not sexy. And those are all the little teeny tiny things. Okay. Those are the little things. Obviously you need to do the basics, which I already mentioned. You need to eat right. You need to train, you need to exercise, you need to go to the gym, get a workout, you have to do those things. You have to drink water, blah, blah, blah. Simple stuff, right? Straightforward things. But there's a million little things, right? There's a million little things. And there's there's almost so many, you can't even like really name them all. But there's just like little teeny tiny things that happen throughout the day, every single day, ways you need to think about things, ways you need to keep yourself sane when things are rough, like ways you need to choose this over that. Um, and it's like, it's like, it takes over your whole way of thinking really. And, uh, and that happens, you develop that as you develop your ability to receive mindset. Okay. The mindset around receiving results. It's a lot like money. Okay. If you currently run a business or you're a high earner in a job, and I mean, high earner, like multiple six figures kind of or higher then then you know what it feels like to receive that okay you are in this place where you are receiving that and you understand that you earned it or whatever and, and you're able to receive it a lot of people they do not know what that feels like okay and they don't know what that feels like to the uh, to the point where they they almost are shutting themselves off from ever receiving that feeling and ever receiving the obvious, the, uh, the obvious thing of the actual higher salary. And it's because they only know one space. And that is like, let's just say, you know, whatever their salary is $50,000 or something. They only know that salary, all their, all their relatives and friends and family all make about the same. And that's like 50, $60,000. And so that's all they know. That's all their uh, all they've ever been exposed to. And so they don't even have this mindset of ever being able to receive higher than that. The same goes for fitness. If you've always been overweight and you've always been out of shape and all your friends and family are out of shape, and that is the environment that you're in. Okay. Then you have a problem 
putting yourself in the space of being able to receive something better. It's hard to visualize. It's hard to put yourself in this place where you can actually get that and hold on to it. It's like a little bit of worthiness, right? You have to develop worthiness. But even those who are around other fit people can still have such shattered confidence and self-belief that they can't put themselves in the place where they can comfortably say that I am able to receive better results. I'm able to receive success. Okay. I'm able to receive the health that I want, the level of health, the, the physique that I want, uh, all the side effects of that, the arterial benefits, the longer life potentially, uh, more energy, like those things you need to be in the mindset of being able to receive. So that's what this podcast is really all about is the union of those two things, the body and all the physical stuff there. But along with that, the mental side of it, the mindset side of it, the perspective and putting yourself in the place where you are able to receive those things. Okay. That's one of the first things I talk about when I work with a client for the first time is getting them in the right mindset to receive the benefits that they're about to, um, to go after and to, to receive the results that they are going after and make sure that they understand and truly believe that they aren't just worthy of it, but that they are attracting it and that that is going to be something that is going to come into their life because everyone and anyone can receive results. They can receive and uh, results and be successful and achieve everything that they want to in fitness and health, but they limit themselves by themselves mentally. So anyway, that was, uh, there's something I had to say about, about this. And again, if you're new or whether you've been a listener for a while, I hope that made sense. That's really how I feel about it. And I'm starting to see over and over again that that's just what, that's the state that people are in. Okay. They don't receive, they aren't, they, they aren't capable of receiving in their own mind. They're not capable, capable of receiving those benefits. So anyway, what are we talking about today? Cause episode 73, we are talking about ways to get the most out of weightlifting. Now this is really going to apply for the people who are, um, they're new, either brand new or have been lifting for a while, but they're not extremely advanced. So before I get into specifically what these things are, um, if you are new to lifting, relatively new to lifting, like some of this stuff might help you. Um, it will, you put this stuff into practice, it will help you. But there's other things that you need to think about. And there's other things that you need to get familiar with because I'm going to do a whole podcast on this actually, what I'm about to talk about in a second, but uh, eventually, but fitness is a skill. Okay. Weightlifting is a skill. And I'm a huge fan of weightlifting. I think weightlifting is one of the key things that most people choose not to do. Okay. Um, well, a lot of people choose not to do. And there's quite frankly, a lot of reasons for that. Some people have misconceptions about what weightlifting will do to their body. They have misconceptions about injury. They have misconceptions about what it takes to get results with weightlifting. They have misconceptions about what weightlifting is all about, like the culture. Uh, they, you know, then there's obviously things like not having access to weights or whatever. That's a really a different reason, but there's so many reasons that people 
don't get into weightlifting at all, at all. And I actually encourage everybody, every single person to use weights in their training in some capacity. Okay. Because cardio, which is a lot of people's default method for exercise, doesn't really do what people think it does. It actually doesn't build the body the way people think it does. It doesn't burn fat the way people think it does. Weightlifting does that. Weightlifting actually develops your body. Weightlifting actually builds your muscles. Okay, Weightlifting actually strengthens your body. Weightlifting actually enhances your metabolism. Weightlifting is the key to so much of this stuff. Almost everything you want in fitness is achieved through weightlifting. Okay? It's t- if you are the type of person that thinks that weightlifting of that word weightlifting means that you're going to be a bodybuilder or that it means you're going to have hugely pronounced muscles with minimal effort like you're going to go lift weights for an hour or or a week and you're going to look like freaking the rock like if you're one of those people that thinks that or that if you're a woman and if you think that you're going to go lift weights for a couple of days and all of a sudden you're going to look like a man right cuz people some women have said that to me um that's something you that's a that's a mindset that's a perception of weightlifting that you have to break immediately okay <laughs> weight putting lifting a weight putting resistance on your your body in the form of of weight of resistance um all that does is strengthen your body all that does is enhance its abilities okay it's no different from like climbing a wall and using your upper body strength to pull yourself up. It's no different from um, like climbing a million stairs, right? And and you're con- that's basically just constantly doing lunges, which is a, almost a form. It's a form of resistance training, just using your body weight instead of an actual weight. It's no different, right? It's just the next level of that. And so I always encourage weightlifting because it's so critically important for developing the body in so many ways. Now, what I'm about to talk about here is some very specific things, but again, weightlifting is a skill. So the more you do weightlift, the more you weightlift, the more time you spend in the gym, right? The more workouts that you put behind you because you've gone there and you've done them and you went through the, the reps and the sets that you had in mind and you had in your strategy and you had in your plan, uh, the more you do that, the better you get at it, okay? You, the more you get accustomed to holding a weight in your hand or having a bar on your back or whatever, uh, you just get better at it. Okay. It's just like anything else. You just get better at it. No trainer or coach is going to make it, make you go from a beginner to an expert in form and from a beginner to an expert in execution and lockout and all that stuff. No, no one's going to be able to do that for you. That comes with practice. Okay. And that's why you do practice. That's why you go all the time. That's why you do warm up sets. That's why you start light and work your way up to heavy weights. That's why you take your time and really learn the form again through practice. So if you've gotten to that point where you've spent some time in the gym, you're comfortable in the gym, you're comfortable lifting weights, you've worked out pretty much every muscle group extensively over the period of, over uh, the course of time, over a long period of time, then you're able to start thinking about some of the ways to enhance your abilities and get the most 
out of a weightlifting session. So the I'm going to talk about five or six things here today that are going to be, I think, incredibly useful for you for taking it to the next level. Now, I've already had an episode dedicated to a, a methodology called progressive overload. I've talked about that several times, actually. I'm not going to talk about that today, but that is something huge. And I recommend you go back and listen to that because progressive overloading is a method of approaching weightlifting that basically can, keeps your body continuously guessing, keeps your body continuously challenged at a high level. So go back and listen to that um, and start incorporating that immediately. Okay. Uh, but today, the first thing I'm going to talk about is your grip. Okay. Now, this really doesn't apply to leg workouts, lower body workouts for the most part, but it kind of does. Um, but when it comes to pulls and pushes, it actually applies quite a bit. So um, grips. Now, I've mentioned this a little bit before, but I haven't really spent a lot of time talking about it. Um, how you grip a bar, how you grip a weight matters. Okay, it matters. And it really comes down to, let's just take, for example, uh, a pushing exercise. Okay, anything where you're pushing, like a bench press, right? Um, how you grip the weight to do that plays a big role. Now, if you take your thumb and you wrap it around opposite of the rest of your fingers so that they connect, right? Your fingers are going around one way and your thumb goes around the other way and they overlap. Okay, that's one way of gripping a bar. The other way is to have your thumb go in the same direction as the rest of your fingers. So everything goes around the bar in the same direction. Obviously, if you do that, you aren't going to be able to get your fingers all the way around typically, and there's going to be a little gap between your palm and your fingers. Now, if you do that, some people prefer that for certain exercises, specifically, well, most of the time it's for pull, uh, pushing exercises. They like to push with their thumbs not locked around the bar. Right? Some people think that they get more strength that way. They get uh, There's some little weird little quirk with the way that they are able to channel force through their arms and through their hands with their thumb going the, the same way as their fingers. Little stuff like that. Um, I would encourage everybody, and this is how I think you can get the most out of all your lifts, by the way, pushes and pulls, I would encourage you to always wrap your thumb around opposite of the direction of the rest of your fingers so that you have an overlap and not just any overlap. I recommend that when your thumb goes around the bar and it meets up with the rest of your fingers that you put them on, you put your thumb on top of your index finger. Okay. On top of your index fingernail. So you're gripping a bar, right? You're, you're all your fingers, your four fingers are going around in one direction and your thumb is going around in the other direction and it's sitting on top of your index finger right in the fingernail. And once you have it like that and you have the bar in your hands, squeeze very, very tight. Okay. Squeeze extremely tight. So what happens when you do that? A couple things. One, um, it actually takes your mind off of the lift a little bit, right? That's a mental thing that happens, especially if you're going to go lift for some lift, something big, the tighter you squeeze, the more your brain has to distribute its attention a little bit. Okay. It distributes it to the massive lift that you're about to make. It also distributes it to the fact that your hands are experiencing a little bit of pain because you're squeezing the bar so tight. And if the bar has a lot of knurling on it, then it's going to hurt and 
you know, I'm not talking like crazy pain, but it's a little bit, right? Those nerve endings get stimulated and, and your brain recognizes that. It just takes your mind off of it a little bit. Um, the other thing it does is, and you can actually look down and visualize this right now. If you, you know, look down at your forearm and, and kind of go back and forth between these two grips. If you grip the bar so that your thumb is going opposite of the rest of your fingers and it's on top of your index fingernail and you squeeze really, really, really tight, you actually engage part of your forearm, your forearm muscles that you aren't engaging if you do the other way around. Because you can't squeeze tight enough if your thumb is going in the same direction as the rest of your fingers. You can't squeeze the bar tight enough and you aren't going to be able to engage part of your forearm in the same capacity. However, if you move your thumb, if you rotate your thumb, you can actually watch in your forearm the ligaments move and the muscles change the way they contract as you do that so that when you squeeze a bar, you are now actively engaging the inside of your forearm in a completely different way. And what you will find is a minor, uh, a minor assistance with the synergistic muscles in your forearms, especially on pulling exercises, anything where you're pulling a weight towards you. Because if you're pulling a weight towards you, you're really using your forearms a lot. You're using more or less every muscle between your shoulders and your hands, as well as your back, like your lats. And um, as you grip the bar tighter by having your thumb overlapping your fingers, overlapping your index finger, the, the tighter you squeeze that bar, the more you're going to engage your forearm, okay? Because you're really working your grip. And as you work your grip, that's a synergist to your biceps and your lats, which are a pro, those are the prime movers in a pulling exercise, okay? Those are the prime muscles that are doing the majority of the work. But all those synergists that are contributing and helping, those are the things that are going to make the lift better, easier. And that's how you're going to get bigger lifts, and that's how you're going to enhance your abilities overall. So I do encourage this for every exercise, even legs. If you're doing a squat and you have the bar across your back, the tighter you squeeze, the more it's going to take your mind off of the lift, okay? And you're going to be able to actually push a little bit more weight typically. Now, it's not going to be a massive amount, but this is one of those little things I keep talking about, okay? This is one of those little details, all right? It's grip. It's a small thing, but you'll notice if you go back and forth over time, you'll notice that you'll have a way of gripping that is probably what I just described of having your thumb overlapping your index finger and the tighter you squeeze that, the more you're going to be able to do. Okay, just try it. I promise. If you try it, I actually think it's going to help you if you're not already doing it. Okay, so that's number one. Uh, number two, this is a, a method of getting the most out of an eccentric and concentric contraction, which is the like the negative and positive parts of a lift. And that is squeezing and contracting the muscle group that's under tension when it's at the peak, okay? So for example, for a bicep curl or something, you're gonna pull the weight towards you and as you get to the very, very top, if you take an extra full second or two seconds and you really squeeze your bicep while it's under tension before going into the negative, then uh, that's, that's a form of exercising your bicep that's different than just going through the motions, right? And by doing that, you are allowing it to stay under tension and in contraction longer, which is a form of hypertrophy, which is a form of, of muscle development that is above and beyond what most people do. And 
uh, hypertrophy, if you're not familiar with what that is, that's a methodology for building maximum muscle mass. So it's building muscle growth, muscle mass. And by doing something like this, where you are maximizing the time under tension and in contraction, you are enhancing the muscle's ability to grow. You are increasing its chances. It's not even chances. You're increasing the length of time under tension so that it can grow. It, it is going. It's tearing uh, more and it's growing more as a result. Okay. Now this goes for everything. Um, some of them you obviously have to be careful. So for like a squat, for example, like there's things called um, tempo squats, tempo. And that's just a periodic timing that's associated with a squat set. Um, I'm not going to get too much into that, but one of them involves squeezing and contracting the lower body when you're under tension. So when you're at the bottom of a squat, right? So you have the bar across your shoulders and you're at the very, very bottom. And I don't encourage you do to do this until you've got a lot of practice squatting. But if you're at the bottom of a squat and you hold it there for a second and your quads and your hamstrings and your glutes are all under tension, and you wait there for a second, and then you come up, what do you think is going to happen? You've basically taken that squat rep, rep, that repetition, and you have doubled its effectivity. You, or more or less, you've doubled its effectivity, you've doubled its efficiency. And that's what can happen. Now, if you do that more and more and more and more, you will experience significant muscle growth and development as a result. However, you'll also notice significant fatigue as a result. So you have to utilize this in a way where you're not overdoing it. And you, again, develop that skill through practice. Unless you have a coach or trainer that's there telling you how to do it or has given you a program on how to do it and when to do it and how often and all that, because it is different for everybody in every program, um, I wouldn't do it for everything. I would pick one exercise, like in your workout, one exercise, and do every rep for all the sets of that exercise like this, where when you get to the peak, you squeeze that muscle really, really, really hard. Like you're flexing basically at the peak of the exercise, the peak of the rep, and then you let it down. Okay. Uh, do that for one exercise, every set, every rep. And then over time you'll develop the kind of like the feel for it, if you will. And then it'll become easier and better. Um, so that's, that's another one. That's number two. Number three, uh, this is basically slowing down your negatives. Okay, you've probably done this or heard about it. Uh, the negative rep is basically when you're coming down from the rep, okay? So if you're not familiar with eccentric and concentric parts of, of a lift, I don't want to get into that and overcomplicate things with the terminology, but we'll call it a negative, right? So back to the bicep curl example, if you are lifting a dumbbell or a barbell in a curl, um, like a curl format, uh, once you get to the top, so the weight is by your shoulders at this point, um, it doesn't matter for this context, it doesn't matter what the speed was of you coming up, which is the positive part of the lift. Um, as you go back down, the slower it takes you is another form of hypertrophy. Okay, that's another form, it's another take on it. And what it does is it keeps your bicep under tension longer. So it keeps it in contraction longer. And it's actually dynamic at this point because you're lowering the weight. So you're letting gravity take hold. So as you get lower and lower and lower and lower, it actually becomes more tension on your bicep and more tension on your forearms as a result. And that has a 
uh, a curve, you know, if you were to graph it out, the tension over time and the tension over position, basically what you would see is that the tension would be lower when it's up by your shoulder and then it would be highest when your forearm is sticking straight out. So like a 90 degree bend between your bicep and your forearm. And then as you go below that, the tension goes down again. Uh, but the slower you do that negative rep, again, you're going to get maximum growth and maximum development as a result. So that's another way to get the most out of a weightlifting session. And again, I would pick one exercise. I would do every rep of every set of that exercise in this format where you have like a two second up positive part of the rep. And then you have double that, like maybe a four second or a five second or a six second negative, right? Try that. And um, I guarantee actually you'll, you'll get massive results from doing that. That's a huge thing to do. Uh, that a lot of people practice. And again, you've probably heard of it, but if you have heard of it, but haven't practiced it, then you won't know what I'm talking about. So definitely go and put that into practice immediately. That's one that can apply to pretty much any lifting program. Okay. So a few more here. Number four, this is, um, this is called burnout. Okay. And burnout's actually very, very effective when it's used right. So a burnout set or a burnout exercise is when you approach an exercise and instead of doing like eight set or uh, three sets of eight or three sets of 10 or something like that, you do um, however many sets you want. I mean, a lot of times it is still three, but the count is um, until you, it's basically until you, till failure, right? A lot of times you'll say the word it that way. People will word it that way. Trainers will word it that way. Just they'll word it that way. Just do it till failure. Do these until failure. And, uh, you know, I like to call those burnout sets. Usually you don't stack the weight too high for these things because you want to get the rep range up around at least 20. Um, I do these a lot for muscle groups that I find particularly challenging to grow and challenging to get size in. Uh, like triceps, for example, for me, a lot of times I'll do burnout sets of triceps where I'll go and I will do tricep press downs on a cable machine and I'll do like a reasonable weight, something that I would normally do for like sets of maybe 12 to 15 on a, depending on the type of day or whatever. And I will just do as many as possible. A lot of times I'll be able to push it to 20 or 22. And here's the thing with the speed of a burnout set, um, you're not con you're not trying to go as slow as possible. You're not trying to incorporate any of the stuff we talked about here today, really like squeezing at the peak or a slower negative or whatever. You're just trying to go not as fast as possible, but just like a one, one and a half second up and then down with no pause, just like one, two, three, like that kind of rhythm um, until you can't go anymore. And you really want that last rep that you can't get to like actually not be able to be, to be pressed at all. Um, and anyway, that's a burnout set. And those are very, very, very effective. Now, again, they burn you out. They introduce fatigue and there's something that I would only recommend really doing at the end of a workout because you're not going to have a lot enough juice after that to do much of anything else. Okay. Um, but I would try that on, I would pick one muscle group that you're having trouble with, uh, that you would, I would, that you, you would categorize as like your most difficult and stubborn muscle group. Okay. I would pick that muscle group and then I would pick a basic exercise to do at the end of your workout as the last wrap up exercise. And I would make that your burnout thing. And I would do like three sets of it. Okay. Three sets of burnout reps on that thing. Um, another example of when I use these is pull-ups. 
okay? Pull-ups. Um, uh, whether it's weighted or not, maybe maybe I add a weight or maybe I don't. But let's just say, for example, I add a, a chain belt and I strap a 45-pound weight on and I do pull-ups. And I'll just do as many as I can, a burnout set, okay? That's a burnout set. I'll do that as the last thing on a pull day or a back day. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So not only does it like completely burn you out, <laughs> hence the name, uh, burn you out for the rest of the day, kind of. Um, it makes it like kind of ties up your entire workout because it takes everything to get through that burnout set. If you're doing it right, it takes everything. And since it's at the end of a workout, you're already tired. It just sends you into that next level of fatigue. But it's a good fatigue, and it really makes sure that that your muscles have um, have really gotten their you know, the most out of that workout. So I definitely recommend it. If you're not doing that now, again, pick a workout, pick an exercise based on uh, a muscle group that you're having the most trouble with and incorporate that at the end of your workout. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Okay, this next one is something that you also probably heard of or maybe you read about or maybe you've done this. Um, and this is called drop sets, okay, drop set. And uh, the drop set approach is awesome because it's, Another way of basically incorporating burnout, but in a different method, okay? And it looks like this. Um, you pick an exercise. Again, I would highly recommend that you pick one where that muscle group that is being exercised is one that's a little bit weaker and needs a little extra attention, okay? Something you really want to get a lot of results from, okay? And you essentially get yourself to a place in that exercise. Maybe it takes a warm-up set to get there, and that's okay. Uh, but you get yourself to doing a relatively high amount of weight, okay? And you push yourself to a good reasonable number of reps. Maybe it's 12, maybe it's 15, maybe it's 10, whatever's appropriate for that weight, okay? Uh, but it's a high weight. It's a higher weight. Maybe it's not your 100%. It's not a uh, like a one rep max kind of weight, but it's, you know, maybe it's around 60%, 70%, 80%, somewhere in that range. And you do your full set of whatever it is, 10, 12, 15, whatever. And then you immediately, once that's done, you put the weight down, you drop the weight to something lower. I don't mean physically drop the weight on the ground. I mean, lower the weight. You drop the weight down, the uh, the weight, um, the mass to something lower. And then you immediately pick the weight back up and you try to do this, like well, at least the same number of reps as you did on the first set. Okay, so you've dropped the weight down to a lower number, then you pick it back up and you immediately try to do your 8, 10, 12, 15 reps again. Okay, and then once you get through those, you put the weight down, you drop the weight number again to another lower weight. Usually people do these in like very, very uh, even intervals of weight or very even like drops in weight. So maybe they drop 10 pounds each, uh, each set. Um, so let's say you'd start off, let's just use an example, make it a little bit easier to explain. So let's just say you're doing a, um, a bicep curl drop set. Maybe you grab a 70 pound barbell, all right? One of those preloaded barbells and you do 10 reps, 70 pounds. Then you put that down and you pick up a 60. Okay. You pick up a 60 pound barbell. It's 10 pounds lighter. You do 10 reps of that. You put that down. Then you pick up a 50 pound barbell. You do 10 reps of that and you put that down. You pick up a 40 pound barbell and you do this with zero rest in between. The only rest is you picking up the other weight. It's you putting down and picking up the next weight and, uh, and that's it. And basically 
you have a start point and a stop point. Okay. It could be a starting weight and a stop weight. That's fine. Or it could be a number of reps, right? Let's just say you want to do a hundred reps. Sometimes people do that and they'll do sets of like 20 to get there. So they need to do five sets of 20. So 20 reps at 70 pounds, 20 reps at 60 pounds, 20 reps at 50 pounds, so on and so forth until they get to a hundred. Now, if you do this right, a lot of times you can't actually get to that number, right? But that's the point, right? It's basically a burnout, but you're constantly decreasing the weight and you have no rest, right? Which is a little bit different from a burnout because a burnout is you performing reps continuously until you can't anymore and then you stop. Then you rest for a minute and then you do it again and then you rest for a minute and then you do it again. So it's a little bit different. You have no rest and uh, you will be fatigued by the end of this. Your muscles will hurt. You'll have a crazy pump, but it'll be both good and bad. So it's kind of bittersweet and um, definitely incorporate those. That's another one. If you're not doing these every once in a while, do them. Change things up in your routine by adding drop sets. They're amazing, okay? And this leads me to my last recommendation for how to get the most out of weightlifting, and that is a methodology called AMRAP, A-M-R-A-P, as many rounds as possible. Now, this, I think, typically applies more to like the CrossFit world when they do rounds of multiple exercises, okay? They do multiple exercises, like five, six, seven different exercises, and they'll do like a certain number of each one continuously with no rest in between, and that's one round, and then they'll do as many rounds as possible in a certain amount of time, like a 30-minute window or a 20-minute window or a 10-minute window or something. Um, That's great, and if you are in the CrossFit world, you already know this probably because you already probably work with a CrossFit coach and you probably go to a CrossFit class. For those who don't practice CrossFit, guess what? This can apply to you too, and you don't need to do specifically CrossFit exercises for this to work. As many rounds as possible can totally be be, uh, applied to a superset situation in a bodybuilding environment or just a general weightlifting environment when you're trying to just put on muscle. You can do a round that includes two exercises, and that could be a superset, or three exercises, right? That could be a tri-set or or, uh, four exercises, which is what I call a giant set. Uh, But anyway, let's just say you have a a superset that you want to do, okay? And I'm just going to make one up here on the spot. Let's say you want to do dips, okay, along with um, like deltoid lateral raises, okay, side lateral raises with dumbbells. That's your superset. So you're going to do dips and you're immediately going to hop off the dip station and you're going to pick up your dumbbell and you're going to do side lateral raises. Um, You might be in a situation where you don't know how many sets you want to do or whatever and uh, you're going to be doing a reasonable amount of weight that's going to be challenging and it's kind of the end of your workout or maybe you set it up this way and you don't want to affix a number to it. Instead, you're going to just do as many rounds as possible. Okay, It's basically a burnout approach to a superset. It's a burnout approach to a set. So you're no longer really burning out on your reps. You're burning out on your sets. Okay, so let's just say it's going to look like this. You're going to set a period of time. Let's just say six minutes. I'm just going to make this up. Six minutes. You're going to do 12 dips. Then you're going to do 12 side lateral raises each arm. Okay, then you're going to do 12 dips. Then you're going to do 12 side lateral raises each arm. Then 12 dips, 12 side lateral raises each arm. You're going to do that over and over and over again with that fixed number, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, until that six minutes is up. Okay, once that six minutes is up, then your timer is over and uh, you stop. Okay, so it's as many rounds as possible in a period of time. As many rounds as possible in a period of time. Now, this is something I would incorporate 
like once every month or once every two weeks, maybe something like that, just to just to basically add some variety, not just for mental reasons, but it also changes up the way your body handles exercise and the way it sees exercise and the way it grows and develops because it it's not just being exposed to the same style of lifting every single day or the same style of training every single day. So again, guys, these are, these are just like general ways and it's not all of them. These are just some ways that I've found to be very, very successful with myself and very, very successful people I've worked with to get results and break up um, some monotony and like blow through some, some plateaus that they might have just ways to incorporate variety. And like I've talked about over and over and over again, your body is so uh, quick to adapt to new things that if you don't change things up, if you don't have variety, if you don't use progressive overload techniques and you don't use things like what I talked about here today, then you will encounter a little bit of the standstill. Okay. You will encounter a little bit of um, unforced complacency as a result. Uh, you won't necessarily experience atrophy, which is a different thing, but you will experience some adaptation, which will stall your progress. Okay. Uh, so with that, guys, I'm going to wrap it up here. If you haven't yet left a review for the podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that. It would really mean the world to me. And if you do that before uh, the end of December 2018, uh, screenshot your review as you leave the review. Go post it Instagram stories or Facebook stories. Tag me. Tag a friend in that post, and you'll be entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card. All you have to do is tag me and tag a friend, and I will find it. Don't worry. And um, you'll be automatically entered, and then you'll be notified in January if you won. Your chances are still pretty high, so I highly recommend you do it. Plus, it would help me out uh, at a massive level. So thank you so much for listening. And if you, whether you leave the review or not, connect with me on Instagram. I'd love to, to connect with you, have a conversation about fitness, whatever your goals are and see if I can help you out in some way. So again, guys, that's going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much. Don't forget, train with purpose, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. See ya.